Grace and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, please grab your hymnal. Please grab your hymnal. Make sure everyone's got one. And flip, if you would, to Psalm 46. It's at the front. In the same way that each, there's not really page numbers, but it's hymn numbers. It's the same way with the Psalms. They're all, well, they're mostly there in the front. Flip to Psalm 46. Um, When I was younger, I was pretty afraid of the Psalms because they were so unlike anything else I'd ever read or seen before. I knew they were supposed to be poetry, but they didn't rhyme. And so I only really knew Psalm 23, and I kind of knew that a mighty fortress is our God, is based on Psalm 46. But I think it's important for us to take these psalms, because they're God's word, and make them our prayers, just like Jesus did when he was baptized, like Jesus did when he was fighting the devil in the desert, when he was suffering, when he was being crucified, when he ascended into heaven. He made these prayers his own. And so my goal for today is to make reading through a psalm less scary and less foreign and alien. But always remember, these are written for you to talk to God, to talk to Jesus. Sometimes they are conversations between Jesus and God the Father. Sometimes they're conversations between David, King David, and Yahweh, And sometimes there are conversations between men and women, children, like you and I, before our Heavenly Father or before Jesus. Sometimes they're joyful and sometimes they're simply a hurt person crying out for help. And because Jesus prays these psalms, we pray them too. And so we have before us Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So what is a refuge? Where is a refuge? They're a high place, the highest place in the city, right? The Greeks used to call this an Acropolis, right? If you want to be safe, Where do you go? I suggest you go to the top, the top of a mountain. That's where fortresses are built. Brigitte and I went on a vacation, I think last two springs ago. I don't know, time flies when you're having fun. And we went to a city called Salzburg. And there is a fortress there on the mountain overlooking the city. And what they were proud to say is they said, this fortress has never been conquered. This fortress has never been conquered. Even if, say, you know, the Nazis asked them to 
please hand over the keys to Salzburg. They did. But the Nazis never conquered the fortress on the mountain. An impenetrable, strong castle. And so when you are in trouble, God is promising you in this psalm that he is to be a very present help. A very easy place to find and to hide and to receive the benefits of the fullness of protection, of strength. And thanks be to God, he tells us plainly where to find him. The same place that Martin Luther looked when the Pope was trying to get him for preaching the gospel. God says, I am to be found in my holy word. And my word does not change. My word is not able to be shaken. It is like a mighty mountain. And it endures forever. Things come and go. Trends pass. But my word endures forever. The psalmist continues, Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam. This is the chaos of disaster in this world. Because we rest in the strength of God alone, because we find shelter in him as our mighty fortress, we find shelter in his word, we don't need to fear we have sure confidence that even when the whole, the whole world seems to be falling apart, when, we, when, you, when you read or hear the word earth, so here in this psalm, I don't want to impose on you what you think, but do you picture, you know, a blue globe, a blue and green globe from a picture taken from outer space? It's not what they had in mind here. They had in mind the very earth beneath your feet. And so the psalmist is saying, even when the earth gives way, if what is under your very feet begins to shake and crumble away, when everything you count on and know to be true and real, that you base your assumptions on just to live in the world, when those start to crumble away, we don't need to fear because we have something more sure, God's word. When the very mountains, when the very foundations of the earth are thrown into the sea, we don't have mountains here in Elkrow Village, not yet. But something that you see probably every day if you're around Elkrow Village is I don't know, bussy woods. So imagine bussy woods. You wake up tomorrow and it's gone. And you check your phone or you look on the TV and they say, bussy woods was picked up and thrown into the sea. Your life would not be going smoothly. But the security of God's word remains. God remains the creator of all things. 
He remains the one who holds the world in his hands. Though bussy woods would be thrown into the sea, Jesus remains crucified and risen for you. You remain having faith in that promise that it is for you. And Jesus remains king of your life. And we live under him as his sibling. We live, as he says in our gospel reading today, free as sons in the household of his father. We no longer live as slaves to sin or the fear of death. We have been set free by living in, abiding in God's word. We continue, the holy habitation of the Most High. What pops into your mind, fellow Christian, when it says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. What pops into your head? If baptism pops into your head, That's okay. Because that's what it's talking about. It's talking about your baptism. It's talking about the living, life-giving water of Christ's words that he promised to the Samaritan woman. This is what God meant. It's okay. It's fulfilled in the words and actions of Jesus Christ. These words... There's no such thing as a river in Jerusalem. It's at the top of a mountain. The Lord is talking about the river of God's word from Ezekiel and Zechariah. And God's word joined to water, which your ears heard and your skin felt and your heart grasped in faith, where you were made alive where you received faith, where you were saved. These promises are for you, Christian. Revel and bask in the joy of your baptism. He has made you new as he's made Jerusalem new. Though the world has gone to heck in a handbasket, here in the holy city of God made new, That used to be Jerusalem, but now is your Christian church. God makes us safe. And his word, your baptism, make you strong. Because they are unshakable and a sure fortress. And so you become unshakable in a chaotic world. The holy habitation of the Most High used to be the inner chamber of the temple in Jerusalem, where once a year one priest would offer up one animal for the sins of himself and the people of Israel, all of them. This was called making atonement, which is an English word describing a Hebrew word that's simply trying to say, at one mint. So this sacrifice would make us one. Make us one with who? 
It's what Paul talks about in the Romans reading today when he calls Jesus our propitiation. An important word because it's from the Bible. It's a temple word for that atoning sacrificial animal that makes us one. Paul writes in this masterwork of Romans, all have sinned and fall short. So we continue to fall short. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation or an all atoning sacrifice by his blood. A gift to be received by faith. And he closes, this is to show God's righteousness. Jesus is the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, not a Lamb of God that was offered up yearly, but the Lamb of God offered up on the cross for the sins of the whole world. Though he himself was sinless, unlike those priests that offered up the Lamb. And yes, Jesus offered himself up for the sins of the world, but he offers to you himself for the forgiveness of your sins. He makes it personal when you receive him in faith. He shares this at-one-ment atonement for sin with you. When you receive this gift, faith, when you trust in him as your refuge and strength, when you return to him whenever and wherever you are in trouble. We continue in our psalm. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns, when the sun comes up. The same time Pharaoh's army was drowned in the Red Sea during the Exodus, the same time Mary Magdalene found that Jesus was not dead in a tomb, but risen. Hallelujah. When morning comes, God is here in the midst of his church. How strange. The creator of all things chose to be here, down here, with us, in the midst of the carnage and the fighting and the suffering. He wants to be here, the king does. He wants to be here with you. He wants to quell your fears. He wants to bind your wounds. He wants to protect you. And he can only do these things by being in your very midst. And he's in your very midst by his word. He's in your very midst with water. He's in your very midst in bread and in wine, his body and his blood. We continue, come, and this is verse 8. Come and behold the works of the Lord. He alone makes war cease. He alone breaks bows and shatters spears. He alone burns war chariots with fire. 
And so I quote the second verse of our mighty fortress hymn today. With might of ours cannot be done. Soon were our loss effected. But for us fights the valiant one whom God himself elected. Ask ye, who is this? Jesus Christ it is. Of Sabaoth Lord. Right? So Lord of armies. And there's none other God. He holds the field forever. In our psalm, when it says Lord in all caps, that is Yahweh, the divine name shared with our Lord, Jesus Christ. And so you are free in the gospel as sons and daughters living in the household of God to pray, come behold the works of Jesus Christ who alone makes war cease to the end of the earth, who alone breaks bows and shatters spears, who alone burns war chariots with fire. For Jesus Christ, the leader of the army, is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Jesus' message to us Christians is this. It's verse 10. Be still, And know that I, Jesus Christ, am God. It's me, Jesus. Don't worry. Even if you think you're losing, even if you think you're about to be conquered, even if you think because you're suffering that I'm not with you, don't worry. I will be exalted above the nations. They used to translate this heathens. Don't worry, I will be exalted above all the earth. I will be exalted, lifted high. I, Jesus Christ, will be lifted high on a cross, and I will draw all people to myself. Instead of killing them, or conquering them, or destroying them, I will forgive them. I will love them. I will make them my people, my brothers, my sisters. Be still. I, Jesus Christ, will continue to be the mighty fortress that you run to for strength, for refuge, for help in times of trouble. For Jesus Christ of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Amen.